What is a good man? Is there even a such thing as a good man? Men are not having sex, men are not going to school, and men are not working. The highest rate of fatherless homes in the world. That's terrifying. Sperm counts will hit zero by the year 2045. So a man today has less sperm than his grandfather did. I have a son. And not only that, I have two daughters who are gonna need a good man soon. My name is Chris Rubiera. This is Into the Den Podcast. Join me on the ride where we aim to cultivate a spirit of excellence and self-mastery in today's man. Welcome to the ITD Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Rubiera. And today we're going to be discussing a term that I've pretty much made up, I think. Dehoodify. How to dehoodify yourself. Um... So when I was about 16 years old, I joined the gang. Very prominent gang. You probably recognize the name if I said it. I'm not going to say it, what name or what gang it was, because I'm not trying to glorify that shit. But I can still remember to this day being in the staircase in the hallway of the projects. Um, West Farms Square Plaza projects and being taking part in the initiation ceremony and so the way it works is you had to take a knee and you had to throw up the gang sign so I'm sitting there uh, throwing up the gang sign uh, down on one knee and I'm repeating the the oath sort of the oath that the elder was saying to me the leader of our chapter was standing there over me holding the beads and i was throwing up the gang sign and i remember to this day shaking like my hands was just shaking as i threw up the gang sign and my boy lou who honestly i don't even know he's the one who like vouched for me to the leader and he was like yeah this guy you know, he'll be a good member or whatever. Um, and I remember Lou, his name is Lou, saying to me, yo, what's going on? Yo, son, what's, what's the deal, B? Why are you shaking, fam? Why are you shaking? And I just remember thinking to myself, I'm throwing my fucking life away right now. Like, I get... I'm, I get goosebumps just thinking about it. I remember shaking and being like, what am I doing? I am making the biggest mistake of my life. And luckily, I've been, I've been so fortunate in my life. So many times I've dodged the bullet. Luckily for me, so we finished the ceremony. They put, what they do is they put the beads over your, over your neck and then you rise like, you know, like you've been knighted. Now you are. You know, I'm not going to say what they call it, what we were, but you can probably tell. You can, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Latino. Let's leave it at that. You know which gang I was, I was in. Um, and so you rise like a knight and now you're one of, now you're one of the gang, you know? And I just remember for the next few weeks just being 
just kind of like walking around like a zombie, like, what the fuck have I done? What have I done? Why did I do this? You know, and then after it was just months and months of just, you know, being used for missions and you got to go, we got to have, we had to fight the bloods and we had to fight the this and we had to fight the, man, it was not now looking back on it. I'm like, yo, what, what the fuck, man? Um, but eventually, like I, like I was saying, I, I got, I've been so fortunate months and months passed. And one day we came to the projects and we saw our elder, the leader of our chapter surrounded by like some older dudes, you know, these dudes, and you could tell they were, they were, they had the flags. So we knew what, a, we knew what this was like, oh shit. Kind of like you're being audited, you know, like, you know, we, me and Lou, which honestly, I still don't know why the fuck I was friends with that guy. Um, we, we pulled up to the hood, to the hood and we saw this and we were like, yo, what's going on? Apparently the leader of our chapter started the chapter without authority from head headquarters, which is another state. Um, so our chapter essentially got dissolved and the, those other elders who came and pretty much stripped our leader of all authority, they were like, you guys have been putting in work and you guys have, they're talking to us, the, the members of the chapter, like you guys are good. It's him. He, he did this without authority, but you guys went through all the protocols. So you guys are good. Just starting next week, you guys report to this chapter and they sent us to another chapter, which was close by. So I saw my opportunity there and I was just like, I never showed up to the next chapter. You know, I was just like, fucking thank God I got so lucky. And, you know, I just, I flew under the radar. Um, Cause it's for life. You know, this is supposed to be for life. And long story short, I ended up getting out of the hood, going to the Navy and realized, realizing later, learning later on that a boy needs a gang. That's why I did that, you know, but it's just, it depends on, it's all about which gang you choose to be a part of. And so today, the topic of this podcast is uh, centered around that story. What would I say? If I could go back in time and I could go into that hallway and that project staircase and slap the shit out of that fucking gang leader and get the fuck out of here. You don't, there's no authority. You ain't got no authority here, brother. I don't care what gang you're claiming or set your flag you're flying. Fuck out of here. Get out of here. And if I could stand there over my 16 year old self who's kneeling and looking for a role model and looking to belong. What, what I would say to him is this podcast. I would start with the last couple podcasts, uh, the values, the virtues, the principles, right? But then what after that? And it would be to dehoodify yourself, kid. Dehoodify yourself. Sometimes 
Sometimes we just need to hear somebody say something and, and, and for it to click that, yo, it's just a choice. It's just a choice. You're just making a choice right now. Like I was making a choice to join that gang. I could have joined any other gang. I could have, I, I could have joined the boxing gym. You know, I could have joined the anything, bro. A D and D club, anything. A gang is just someone where you, somewhere where you feel like you belong. You know, and where you can learn some, some, uh, some values and some guiding principles. Anyway, dehoodify yourself is what I would say. Um, what does dehoodify yourself mean? Well, first, before you can dehoodify yourself, you need to figure out what the tenets of hoodness are. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna list I'm gonna list some out here for you. What are the tenets of hoodness? Number one. Walking around like you got a chip on your shoulder. Coming from where we come from, we very much subscribe to honor culture, which is that gangster mentality, the, the you, you stepped on my shoe, nigga, we're gonna pop off. Uh, what you looking at, son? I slapped the shit out of you. Um, you know, very, very like, did you look at my girl? Like, all kinds of dumb shit, really. Like, just ignorance, you know? Um, and it's it's something that's very prevalent. We all know what you we all know who that is. You know who I, I used to be that guy. It's a learned, it's very much learned because we come from honor culture and it's a way to survive. Honor culture means the your rep is everything. If somebody caught thinks you're soft, if the whole hood thinks you're soft, then you know, it's tough. It's, you're gonna have a hard time of it. Um, however, it's a clear and cut sign of insecurity. It's a sign that you're a fucking baby. Point blank. Point blank. You, you are a fucking baby if all, you're walking around all day trying to prove that you're tough or that you can, or that, that nobody's going to, what you said, son? What are you looking at, B? You're insecure. If you, if you, if you noticed, and this would be my advice, this would be my advice to you, young man, which is myself at 16. If you notice anyone who you actually respect, who can fight, who, who can, who is secure within themselves, they don't, they don't care. If you look at them, if you step on their shoe, they'll be like, or like, I'm gonna go this way. If you notice anyone who's who knows how to fight, who's a black belt in jujitsu, or who's a knows boxing, or who's actually like studied, who can use these, they usually don't want to fight. Ninety nine percent of them don't want to fight because they know, fam, I will break you. They're secure within themselves, you know. So my advice to you would be to. Get the chip off your shoulder and go learn. Go become secure enough within yourself that if anything arises, if anything arises, you know how to handle it, but that you're not out looking for it. 
You know, if they, you you wait till there's no, there's absolutely no choice, and then you act, right? But the chip on your sh- walking around like you got a chip on your shoulder, shit. That's you're a fucking baby. I got no qualms saying that to anybody, um, hood or not. So that's number one, walking around like you got a chip on your shoulder. Two is consume consuming all things hood. Uh, whether that be objects, culture. So I'm sorry to say, first thing on that list is probably hip hop. And I know I can already hear the, the, uh, the outrage in a lot of you, but I'm not talking to a lot of you. I'm talking to myself at 16. So if it's not for you, don't listen. Um, Listen to something else, kid. Stop. There's no... I like... I should... I should put a caveat on there. There's hip-hop that is, like, awesome. Like, Tribe Called Quest or De La Soul or even Gangstar. Like, there's, there's hip-hop that's fucking awesome, man. And I should... I should put a disclaimer on here just in general. Like if you're from a good, wholesome, middle class home uh, with both parents at home and you're like your dad sat you down and put principles in you and this this is not for you. Don't get a fucking titty attack about any of this. This is not for you. Then I'm not talking to you. You obviously have some print. You can listen to all the shoot 'em up, bang bang, fucking uh, objectifying women, drug dealer glorifying music you want. But I'm speaking to the person who's living in that world. When you know, if you're living in that toxic whirlwind of like you're joining a gang at 16, maybe it might behoove you to stop listening to sh- fucking idiots who are living that same lifestyle that is going to get you nowhere but shot or killed or become a statistic, right? That's just common sense. Sometimes you just need to hear somebody say it. It's just common sense. If you're wondering why you're in the same position, in the same place, year after year, you don't know why. It's be probably because of the things you're consuming, man. But be it music, be it... Um, you know, the TV shows you watch, the, 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 um, the gossip you partake in, the, it's just, there is a pattern. There is a pattern. Um, the gold chains you rock, the, you know, popping bottles at the club and the things you, it's just, it's not rocket science. It's not rocket science. It's, it doesn't take Einstein to figure out there's a reason why all these rappers are getting killed today. Can it be what they're talking about? Can it be the things that they're consuming, the, the, the environment they're putting themselves in? Right? And I don't care if it's radioactive to talk about this. For fuck. I'm talking. I'm trying to save your life. I am trying to save your life. Take heed. Detox from that shit. Detox from that shit. There's certain music, okay, but learn something different, man. Listen to something different. Listen to something different. Be different. 
If everybody else is joining the gang, everybody else is listening to fucking... I don't even know what rappers are out tonight. Little... Whatever the fuck. Little Gun Clap. If everybody's listening to Little Gun Clap, listen to something different, man. Listen listen to some Gary Clark Jr. Listen to some, you know, old school Jimi Hendrix. Listen to some... Oh, what, what, Tame Impala. Something... Red Hot Chili Peppers. Anything alternative, man. Alternative music. An alternative lifestyle, you know? And again, if you are from the suburbs or from somewhere that's outside the hood and you're not living this way and uh, you had a good upbringing and you had some principles, then fucking listen to whatever you want. This is not for you. Again, I must specify that. So consuming hood shit, hood talk shows, hood morning shows, going to the strip club, spending your money on chains, uh, listening to dark hip hop. Let's call it dark hip hop. Good hip hop is fine. Dark hip hop. Stop it. Three. The this is huge. The victimhood mentality. Subscribing to the victimhood mentality. This one is crucial. Um, what is the victimhood mentality? You shouldn't. And then I was, I very much subscribe to this, you know, and as much as I love, I still love Pac. Like Pac is my greatest, like the, to me, the greatest rapper of all time. But you can acknowledge the faults in your heroes, you know, and he was very, there was many faults in Pac. Uh, I know that that might be blasphemy to some, but you know, I'm, I'm here being, I'm trying to be as honest as possible. I'm trying to be as honest as possible. I'm speaking to myself at 16. I'm not trying to fuck cut any corners or lie or you know what I mean like no I'm being straight forward the victimhood mentality is very much the man is out to get me you know like the yeah there's no getting there's no getting a leg up in this world in this country in this and you know we just we just a number to the to the man bro drop it there's only one way you can think if you think that way. There's only one way you can live if you think that way. And it's not good. This is why I personally became a drug dealer. This is why I personally... Oh, you don't even know why you hate cops. At 16, 17, 18, you just do. This is just, it's just ingrained in you. You just hate cops. Why? Obviously, there's nuance in, in all the stuff that I'm saying. Yes, there are shitty cops, um, but most of these cops are out here risking their lives to protect our neighborhood, to keep us safe from gangsters who probably don't know what the fuck they're doing. And just, I can speak for myself. I didn't know, I didn't have any principles. I didn't have any good guiding principles. Um, so yeah, so this victim this victimhood mentality usually leads us to feel like the only way we can succeed in life is selling drugs or uh, either becoming a basketball player or opening up a barbershop or and and to be honest, those are the those are probably the only ways to stay hood. And not become a statistic. And, and 
and to become successful. Like if you want to, like there's a certain percent, there's probably like 2% of people who come from the hood, who can stay hood and still succeed. That's a drug dealer, a basketball player, some, some kind of sports, um, a barbershop owner. That's about it. This is like 2% of people who can stay hood and become successful. Think about, think about anyone or a rapper, sorry, a rapper. Other than that, 98% of us, uh, 98% of people who want to succeed and get the fuck out, heed my words, dehoodify yourself. It's possible. You can do it. A lot of people have done it. Um, I remember when it clicked, when it clicked for me, when it actually clicked for me that this like, oh shit, you can, you can do this. You can dehoodify yourself is when I saw American Gangster with Denzel Washington, the American Gangster, the American Gangster, like you watch that movie and you're like, yeah, that's the American Gangster. Was he hood? I'll wait. Ask yourself if Denzel Washington has any hood qualities. He doesn't. Watch the movie again. There's no... Actually, Idris Elba is the hood dude in the movie. And who comes out on top? Well, if you want to call what happens to him on top. But who is the top dog? Who's the fucking alpha? It's the dude who's not hood. Nobody... No real man respects that shit. Period. I don't care if that's you. Sorry. Not sorry. You know, there's, there's just, you don't risk, there's no real respect for that hood shit. When it comes to real men, real men in the, in, when real men are in the room and you bring the hood dude around, everyone is like, bro, who brought this dude? Why? Why'd you bring this dude? And Denzel Washington, it, it clicked for me in that movie, like, there's a difference between being street smart because you never lose the street smarts. There's a huge difference between street smarts and being hood. There's some, there's an element of ignorance in being hood, where street smarts is like knowing how to move in a room full of vultures, Jay. Right? Knowing how to move. But there's always going to be someone who's going to be like, yo, you think you're better? You think you're better than us? Were you, you, you talking different? Why are you talking different, son? Fuck them. They don't pay your bills. Just do it. The victim mentality. Uh, back to the list. The victim mentality involves uh, keeping you in that, keeping you in that hood state. Because you got to break out of that. A good way to break out of that is realizing that this country is fucking awesome. You live in a country that is awesome. You're part of a legacy that's awesome, bro. Um, and I'm speaking, again, I'm speaking to you, the 16-year-old kid on his knees about to join a gang. This country is part of an amazing history, and you're a part of that. It's yours. This is your country. Your, your birth certificate says Bronx, New York on it. Or wherever, whatever, whoever else is listening to this. Who thinks they live in a shitty country. The Declaration of Independence. 
states that all men are created equal. Those four, though, Thomas Jefferson didn't have to write that. He created, they, the forefathers created a nation that would eventually, though that statement in the Declaration of Independence led to an inner turmoil within the country that led to a civil war where 650,000 people died to eradicate slavery. And that, up until that point, slavery was the rule, not the exception. Slavery was all over the world and had, be the, had been the norm throughout the whole world. And this country helped eradicate that. And you're part of that. You're part of a, of a, of a country that help make it normal for people to say all men are created equal. That's amazing, bro. That's amazing. You're part of a country where, where all the culture, all the entertainment is number one. There's a little kid in Singapore with a Wu-Tang Clan shirt on. That's your country. We put the first men, the first people on the moon. Uh, this is the only country where if you, not the only country, but this is, this is a country where if you put your mind to it, you graduate high school, you don't have kids until you're married, you get married and you get a job, you will, I think 80% chance of becoming middle-class. Like the opportunities here, the history here, the landscape here is, is, is why it's the best country in the world, in my opinion. And maybe if I was French, I would be thinking, I would say the, you know, France is the best country in the world, but I'm American. I'm American and you have to own it. It's yours. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It doesn't matter if there's some white person somewhere who's racist or who hates that I'm taking ownership of it. I'm taking ownership of it. This is my fucking country. I was born here. I'm going to protect it with my life. No matter what anybody else thinks, take ownership. There's, there's that perspective. And then there's the perspective of, yo, this is not my country. This country don't care about me. In most cases, you're, you're conflating government with country. Yeah, I don't give, I don't, I don't hate government. I don't like the government. That's not this country. This country is the people. It's unfortunate that so many people live in a country where they feel that it's, they don't take ownership of or they don't belong. I don't know. I've always had a sense of being an American. It's young, since young. I remember one of my boys when I said I was, at one time I said I was an American and my boy was like, damn son, I can't believe you just said that. We Dominican, B. And it just struck me as, I love, I love being, I love that I wouldn't come back as anything else other than what I am. I love that I'm Dominican, that my parents are Dominican, that, you know, I love the music. I love my heritage. I can, I can sing the national anthem of the, the Dominican Republic. Can you do that? You know, that's what I told my boy at the time. Do you know the national anthem? I'm Dominican, bro. I know I am as Dominican as I can be as a person who was born in America. I, I know the heritage. I know a lot of the history, but I'm American. I was born here. It'd be a slap in the face to my parents who risked everything to come here if I 
they sacrificed so much for me to be an American, to have the American dream, for me to be like, no, I'm, you just set it all back and be like, I'm Dominican. I don't know a fucking single Dominican cartoon. I don't know what it's like to live in the poverty that is Dominican Republic. I know when I visit, I know what it feels like. It's a beautiful, I love everything about the country, but I can't lie to myself. This is the thing. It's just about being honest with yourself. I'm an American. I'm part of this legacy. That that Declaration of Independence that Thomas Jefferson wrote, I'm part of that. Whether you like it or not, I'm part of that. And so is everyone else who was born here. Whether you accept it or not, that's on you. Right? So that's I think that covers the victimhood mentality in this country. Um, number four, language. Language creates your reality and dictates what doors are open and closed to you. So if you hear me speak now and you heard me speak at 16, you'd be like, what the fuck? That's not the same person, right? At 16 or even in my 20s, I was like, yo, what's up, son? What's up, fam? What's the deal, B? You know? Very hood, very New York. So... In order, and I'm not saying that I speak perfectly now, but you can probably still you can probably still tell that I'm from New York. Some people can, maybe you can't. And my goal is not to eradicate my accent per se. My goal is to perfect language. I I am all about growth and becoming better and learning new words and you know sharpening the sword sharpening the sword sharpening the sword so that means my language and my english is the language that i speak so i want to perfect that language right that's all it is so it's not it's not forgetting where you come from and you know i can never forget where i'm fucking where i fucking come from that's stupid i'm from the bronx I can tell you every crack that's on the sidewalk where I grew up on. I can tell you, I can I can tell you with with uh, uh, vivid clarity when I got my face cut, how the blood splattered on the on the brick wall of the building on 173rd Street in Cortona Park. I can walk you through the train stations with with accuracy with with vivid illustrations you can't forget where you're from bro that's in you the dna is in your dna so get the fuck out of here with that you know like that that argument is just no i'm just trying to be better i'm trying to grow and not end up where i started that's what i'm trying to do so and language is a huge part of that language is you know, language is a huge part of, you know, even picking your partner. Like, I, I, I would go out on dates and, that's, you know, you wonder why you end up with the same person over and over again. And a lot of it is this, hood shit. So as soon as you sit down with a person and you, you start speaking to them, you can be like, oh, no, this, this girl's hood. Sorry, this isn't going to work. So it opens doors. It, it it dictates the relationships you get in. It dictates who what friends you have. Um, 
It dictates what jobs you get. It di dictates uh, if you start a business, how far you get, how successful you get with that business. Language is everything. Language creates your reality, you know? So, um, yeah, that's number four. Number five, how you dress. I don't even have to. It's just an immediate indicator of who you are. How you dress. To figure out who you would like to emulate and get after it. For me, I, who did I study? I just like clean. Uh, I, I got a couple suits, button downs. But as far as like just casual dress, I really like Ryan Reynolds. Um, I studied his dress. And actually as an artist, I'm a, I'm a musician. So I like uh, Andre 3000, but just toned down, like not so crazy flamboyant, you know, but those two, Ryan Reynolds and Andre 3000, like kind of like mixed them. If you see some of my Instagram photos, you can tell that that's who I'm, you know, the fitted jeans and like just well-dressed. Ryan Reynolds kills it, I think. If you ever see him like on a red carpet or, um, but definitely no, if you, bro, you walk into a place with the huge baggy jeans from the nineties and a t-shirt down to your knees, everyone immediately knows, okay, this is, they, they put you, they put you in a box, you know, and it's just, human beings are, I think 80% of human beings are visual creatures. So we visual, we immediately categorize things by how they look, um, which is why, you know, sex magazines sell and you follow that girl on Instagram with the big booty, you know, like we're visual creatures. So how you dress is immediately an indicator of who you are, unfortunately, but it, that's the way it is. Number five. Number six, avoid hood people. You're the sum total of the five people you hang around, period. So how do you dehoodify? De is start over, figure out, just drop any friends who are not on this path right now. You're on a path to growth. You're on a path to success. You're on a path to um, getting out of the hood. That's the whole point. The, all this is leading to how do you get out of the hood? The hood is a mentality, it's also a location, it's also somewhere you don't wanna end up. Because most people who are hoodified have, you know, and unless you are the, the four or five that we mentioned, the, the barbershop owner, the, and, and by no means am I just saying that all barbershop owners are hood. But most are, let's be honest. Um, and that's okay. This is the thing. That's it's okay. I am not. This is not a finger wag. This is not a judgment. Right? This is me speaking to that 16-year-old and anyone else who would like to dehoodify themselves. Because there are key benefits, huge benefits to dehoodifying yourself. And getting out of the hood is by far the the best one I can think of. Right? Think about who becomes successful. Think about even rappers like Jay-Z or 
How many of them come back to the hood? Does does Jay own an apartment in Marcy Projects? So for those for those people who are like, yo, but what what's the point of this? It's to get out, man. Anybody who becomes successful gets out. There's a reason for that. And it, you don't have to be Jay-Z to do it. You don't have to be 50 Cent to do it. Most of these people, if you notice, buy houses in Jersey or in Connecticut or somewhere outside the hood. But you don't have to be that successful <clears throat> or you don't have to be a rapper or a basketball player to do it. You can just dehoodify, start a business, uh, avoid hood people. Let's go down. Let's go down them. Stop walking around with a chip on your shoulder. One. Two. Stop consuming hood shit. Stop going to the uh, strip club. Stop spending your money on chains and fucking uh, uh, popping bottles in the clubs, copping Jordans. That's two. Three. Stop thinking that this, this, this country is out to get you, that the cops are out to get you, that this country doesn't belong to you, that you are a victim of racism or whatever the fuck it's nonsense it's nonsense there's you have more opportunity here than man 98 percent of the whole the rest of the world poor people here in this country have it better than anywhere in the world um four fix your language learn a new word every day learn to enunciate better Pronounce things better. Speak confidently. Five, fix your dress. If you don't have the money to, just um, go to thrift stores. Buy cheap stuff that looks nice for now. Fake it till you make it. You know, like go to thrift stores and there's, you can find, you go down, if you live in New York, go to the village or go to, go to Brooklyn, go to L Train Vintage. And you can find really nice clothes for like $2, $3, $4, a shirt, $5 jeans. Just switch, just switch your whole style up. Fuck everybody. Switch your whole style up. Six, avoid hood people. Avoid hood people. And last but not least, I, I'm, I feel like I'm going to take a lot of heat for this one. Stop smoking weed. Stop smoking weed. I cannot stress that last one enough. And I know I just lost like, I just lost like a hundred followers or whatever, maybe a thousand. Um, Again, disclaimer, this is not for everyone. If you are successful, you have a home, you have a family, you have a career and you are not in the hood and you like to smoke weed, bro, by all means, I'm not saying I'd We'll never smoke weed again. I'm I'm on a mission right now to do something, so I don't I don't smoke weed anymore. But I will at some point again because I it's this is for the person who's trying to detox from this lifestyle that is toxic, right? So that's who I'm speaking to. So quit smoking weed. Trust me, if you're trying to learn new words and you're trying to speak well and you're trying to get into doors that were closed to you before smoking weed all day is not going to get you anywhere man it's not going to get you anywhere you can say that you can you're a functional pothead or whatever i i would always say that not i am a functional pothead i can attest to that 
even still as a functional pothead, I had to come to terms with the fact that it was holding me back from things. It's, it just, it just does. It just does. If you, if you think I'm wrong, my advice still prove me wrong. Quit for like two or three months and, and see how you feel. Quit for three months and see how you feel. See if the words aren't just there, you know, or, or if you are not just getting more done, you know, and then set a goal for yourself. For me, I run an Amazon business, so I'm trying to make a million in sales. Once I make a million in sales, I'll, I'll, I'll smoke something. It's probably by that time, I'm probably not going to want to, but I don't miss it right now. I haven't had a drink or a smoke in God knows how long. Um, but that's a, for another podcast. So quit smoking weed. Um, and that's it. Those are the seven. Those are the seven, uh, things I would say to my 16 year old self. Who's about to join a gang. Dehoodify yourself. It's crucial. You, you will thank me later. Um, I guess I would add a number eight to that one, which probably should be number one. Move out. Move out of the hood if you can, man. I joined the Navy. I got out and that's when I kind of learned, it dawned on me that this country is not fundamentally racist. This country, I've met so many people from different walks of life. There are racist people, of course. So sometimes when people, like these these folks who have this victimhood mentality are like, yo, everything is racist. And that's all that's top of mind for them. I'm just like, first, first of all, I just stop listening. Like, I just zone out. It's just, I, I'm, I was so um, into that way of thinking before that it's just like, bro, I, I was, once you pass those, that phase, you're just like, this dumb. I don't want to be around someone like that. So, but yeah, get out. And for me, it was joining the Navy and then being around other people and realizing like, oh, wow, different people think differently. And that's when I got into, like, I started realizing that this country is fucking awesome. You know, like most people are, are basically good and want to help. And on the contrary, like, when they find out I'm from New York and from the hood, they're even and they, they and that I was trying to dehoodify, they kind of like understood that and 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 I kind of felt the nod, like yeah, we see what you're doing, man. That's awesome. More people should do that, you know. Um, so yeah, get the fuck out of the hood. If you're still in the hood. If you're still doing anything that you were doing at 16, 20, if you're 30 or something or 40 now and you're still doing the same shit you were doing 10, 20 years ago. May I offer an alternative? You know, maybe change it up, man. Switch it up. Follow some of these things that I've, I've said here. You know, I, those are just eight tenants. Eight, the eighth being get get the fuck out. Um, but again... Walking around with a chip on your shoulder, consuming hood shit, uh, the victimhood mentality, your language, how you dress, 
who you hang around with, and smoking weed and getting the fuck out. Those are eight. I'm sure there's more. But if you start with those and just dehoodify yourself, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you will notice a big difference in your life and success will come easier. And yeah, that's what I would say to my 16-year-old self. Get after it. Stop bitching about what you don't have or what the man is not giving you. Just take ownership and you got this. You can do it. Trust me, you will do it. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. And until next time, live a meaningful life, y'all.